welcome to Maiden Speech. My name is Monica Ferguson, portrait photographer and self-love advocate from New Zealand. Each week, we bring you an inspiring person or message to uplift and empower you. Thanks for hanging out. Now let's get into it. Hey, hey, friends, it's Monica here, and welcome back to another episode of Maiden Speech. Now, this week, I thought I would actually talk about some of the hardest lessons that I've learned through starting my business. And I know a lot of you guys have your own businesses, and everyone can relate, but sometimes I think it's important that we actually acknowledge how hard, you know? And while not wanting to dwell and focus there, I think it is so important that we actually take time to acknowledge how many obstacles we've come through and how hard, you know, it is because not everyone understands unless you've actually started your own business. I don't think people understand how much sacrifice and how much ugly crying and whatever, all the, all the fear stuff, all the things that we have to confront within ourselves, you know, it's so much. So I've written 10 of the hardest lessons that I have learned since starting my business. Number one, My ability to see my own worth and talent is more important than my abilities as a photographer. Now, I did not realize that. For the first several years of my business, I took in every book, every course, every program. I was learning so much. I was practicing constantly. My whole thing was like, the better, you know, as soon as I'm an amazing photographer, money will roll in, dream clients will roll in, my website will take off, da-da-da-da-da. But the problem was that underneath, like I had developed really well as a photographer, I'd put in so much time, but I hadn't put any time into myself. And because at at the end of the day, you know, one of my mentors once said, you need to decide if you want to be a photographer or you want to be a business owner. Because there are plenty of people who have day jobs and they take photos on the weekends for fun you know and if you enjoy taking photographs awesome do that but if you want to be in business you have to learn how to be in business and it was such a good piece of advice because I did in that moment I decided I do want to be in business so learning to charge money for my time even though you know in every job effectively that's what I'd been doing but it wasn't really in my hands, you know, like you kind of get paid whatever the going rate is. I never had to ask people. I never had to define my own financial worth or, you know, or put a, put a price on my ideas and my thoughts and my time. And that was one of the hardest things to do. And so I just didn't. I massively undercharged. And so as a result, you know, you hustle and you give away all your time and you're exhausted and you've basically been paid nothing. And I had this horrible feeling because I knew deep down that I had betrayed myself. I knew that I was worth more, but it was this thing in my head of actually being able to sit in front of someone and say, this is how much it costs. And then to constantly be increasing your prices, you know, as you as you go and as you get more advanced and more developed. And, and then as I, the more time that I spent working on myself and learning to really be able to respect myself and appreciate myself and as much as I could to be able to step back at my work and the experience that I created for people and actually look at it objectively, which is really hard to do. But the more that I could actually sit back and and look at the impact that a photo shoot was having on my client, you know, when they would sit on the couch and cry and be like, is that me? And and you know, when they'd put up their photo on Facebook and 80 people would comment on how beautiful they looked and 
you know when people would proudly put their images on their website and you know all these sort of things like to actually be able to step back and look at it more from other people's perspectives rather than my own you know it's like when people look at photographs of themselves they're not looking at the photograph they're looking they're, they're always honing in on specific aspects so it might be if someone hates their nose you can guarantee the first thing they're going to look at is their nose they're going to look through a negative filter first and I feel like that is kind of what we all do. We're all quite hard on ourselves. And the same in business, you know, but you, at, the, at the same time, you've got to learn how to separate that human voice from actually being able to look objectively at the service that you offer and provide for people. And, and yeah, and then being able to charge it. And I remember just wanting to vomit, you know, sitting on the couch waiting for people to come in and show them their photos and just freaking out. Like my husband would get a million phone calls like, what if they hate it? What if they hate it? What if they don't buy anything? What if they think I'm too expensive? Da, 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 da. And after a while, that does subside, but it is practice, you know? And that's one of the things that no one prepared me for. Like I studied for a year and no one talked about imposter syndrome. No one talked about, you know, they said, just charge this. Okay. But how do you believe that you're worth that, you know? So that was definitely one of the biggest things. And I realized as time goes on that it's actually the experience that's more impactful to people than the end result, being the photographs. And that's why I say, like, I do not consider that the photographs are not important. Of course they are. But actually building up the experience, because the experience is what enables people to look like themselves, which is where I can pull out of them, you know, their essence and capture it on camera. But in order for me to actually show up with the confidence and to be able to put people at ease in order to pull that out of them, I have to believe that I am a talented photographer. I have to believe that people want to spend time with me and that I'm worthy of getting paid, you know? So this, I mean... I say this is number one. This is the biggest one. This is 98% of the lessons, really, that I've learned. The Like, believing that I am worthy of receiving money, believing that I have something amazing to offer people, and then being able to put a price on it and charge it is huge. So, with that being said, number two. I cared way too much about what other people thought. And... If you've been following my podcasts, you know that I inevitably bring up social media and everyone, and this one is no different, because social media was such a trigger for me, I want to say in the beginning, but even now, I still have my moments, but it's been a constant thing of not looking to other people for validation. But if I feel really awesome about a shoot, if I've posted a photo of someone that I think, this is awesome, I'm not worried about how many likes it gets, I'm... I've stopped paying attention to that so much and paying much more attention to how I feel when I actually put something out there because that's the thing that matters most, the energy that I carry. If I write something personal and it gets 12 likes but I feel amazing and liberated for having put it out there, then is that not a success? And just because people don't engage, there are so many people who are sitting there watching and never engaging and it used to drive me insane. It's like, you realize I've started a business and I could actually use that support. If you're taking the time out to listen, to watch, whatever, 
Could you please just hit the like button? Seriously, show me that you're there and that you're supporting me. But for whatever reason, maybe certain people don't want to do that. Maybe they they don't like engaging with things that are personal and vulnerable because everyone sees it, they've engaged with it. Whatever, it's not my problem, right? So the caring thing though was huge and I, especially with my in a circle, I'd be like, why do they never support me? They never like anything, they never share it. You know, I have people in my circle that have not once liked a post of mine on social media for six years um, on my business page, even though I know they see it all the time, you know? So like getting to a point where I can be like, well, that's actually your choice and feeling really good about what I'm creating for my clients and yeah, and not needing them to actually hit like. That was a huge one. And I'm actually going to skip ahead to number six and seven, because number six I've put is that not everyone is your friend. This was a huge lesson because I was so like rose-tinted glasses. Oh, look at all these amazing people in business. I'm going to be friends with everyone, da-da-da-da. But what I figured out very early on was that the experience that people were having within my business and with me was so, so, so important to me. And so when I started to find people who did not treat my clients the way that I expected and to the standard that I consider acceptable, that was enough to start start some pretty uncomfortable conversations. And I mean, very uncomfortable. I remember talking to people, because I, you know, I work with a lot of other vendors and things like that, and I remember saying, oh, hey, you know, I've sent you like three referrals there in your inbox and having someone turn around and say, oh, I don't check my emails. I'm like, well, do you want to be in business or no? Um, or people turning up late or, you know, two months to prepare for a shoot and some, someone had one job and, you know, the night before on Facebook at 9pm sent a message to the client saying that they didn't have it. And just, you know, and or people where they just, they wouldn't treat my clients like the, the queens that they are, you know, they would be, they would be kind of like, you know, you're a job, basically. And that's how my clients would feel, like unpretty, unconfident, unworthy, based on someone else's poorly run business, essentially. And so that was when I realized that in order for me to have the business and to create the experience that my clients deserve, I was going to have to learn to cull people out who were not at that level, you know? And that was hard because like I say, I cared so much about what people thought. So having these conversations that were effectively ending friendships was awful. And I mean, like, it's times like these that you realize how far you've come. Like I have come such a long way with this because I legit would be, having like massive anxiety attacks, not sleeping, so stressed out that someone out there wouldn't like me. But at the end of the day, it's not about them. It doesn't matter if they don't like me. It's like, who cares? Actually, you made my client feel ugly, you know, not good enough. You can get out. And so developing that thicker skin and yeah, realizing that you've actually got to be really selective about who's allowed into your circle because they make a huge impact on you and your business. So that was a big, big, big one. And I mean, I still do not enjoy these conversations, but at the end of the day, my clients trust me. 
And so anyone that I bring to them needs to be amazing. So the team, the team that I work with now are just incredible. But it's, you know, I've kissed a lot of frogs to get there. So number seven, going along with that one, is learning how to say no. Especially as a photographer, everyone wants something for free. And there are heaps of jokes in these photography groups online about, because everyone asks you to do work for exposure, right? Like you're magically going to take some photos for someone and all of a sudden, I don't know, Queen Elizabeth rings you because she spotted you on Instagram. It's like, it does not work that way. And especially in this day and age, there are photos everywhere. In order to stand out as a photographer, you actually have to be really different. And often it's not the images that actually get you the gig. It's who you are. It's your personality. It's the way that you make people feel. Um, Your brand is often what's going to get you noticed before your actual photographs. And so learning to say no. And I mean, people ask all the time, oh, it'd be great exposure for you. Come and do this thing for free. It's like, well, you wouldn't work for free. But then, you know, you don't want to let people down. And then you go back into number six, you know, and number two, caring what other people think. But you have limited hours in a day, limited resources, limited energy. And actually, that energy needs to be going into building up myself and building up my clients and giving away time. And because it's not like I just turn up and, and push a button a few times. What about all the time that I've spent preparing my gear, packing my bag, driving there, and then editing, delivering? It's hours, you know? But people don't really seem sometimes to understand how much work goes into. I mean, and that's the, that is true for everything. No one understands the complexities of someone else's role. You know, like makeup artists, for example, it's been awesome watching and learning, see how much goes into what they do, how much, you know, how many years of experience and how much knowledge goes into that person turning up and being able to do a beautiful job on my client. You know, the years and years of practice of how to speak to people, how to put people at ease, how to, which products even, you know, we've all learned the hard way at some point. So that was a huge one as well. So number three, when you are sincere, people will love you 100%. And being sincere means getting out of your own way because how you have to be in front of people in order to be sincere. And also you've got to be connected to your why. You have to have a reason you have to, and you have to be able to explain that to people and make them feel what you feel when you talk about what you do. And so for me, you know, wanting to create a business that was a legacy for my little brother and then wanting to get people into photographs and feeling beautiful, feeling amazing and being able to capture them and show it back to them. That's what I do. And so it doesn't take much, you know, for me to explain like who I am and why do what I do. Everyone can connect to that. But, you know, it's important like that I am actually able to stand up in front of people. It all connects back together. In order for me to stand up and talk about these things, I have to have, number one, gotten over my own insecurities and not necessarily fully get over them, but get over them to a point where I'm not letting them hold me back and stop me from getting my face out there, meeting people. You know, I still have to be able to stand in front of rooms filled with women 
and have my own back and believe that what I'm doing and what I'm selling has real like integrity and impact and that it's it's worth it you know so there's so much of the stuff that goes on under the surface in order for us to go and create a website and a social media you know following and make videos and podcasts and whatever in order for us to believe that that people would be interested and be able to do it no matter what's going to happen because we don't know we don't know who's who's listening or watching or you know there's actually no real way to measure that so we have to be so okay with ourselves that we can put out you know our hearts on our sleeves and be okay with however much or little support like perceived you know is coming back to us and so you know number four vulnerability is everything 100 percent in this day and age how many people you know we could call them competition but there are a lot of people out there doing the same things as us from the outside right i mean in wellington i could throw a stone in any direction and hit three photographers for example but no one's going to do it the same way that i do and so my real big point of difference is my ability to be vulnerable my ability to put myself out there to tell my story to tell my why and put photos of me out there you know because actually when I go first I then make it okay for people to come to me if I'm a total hypocrite and I'm I'm telling everyone else to you know be photographed but I won't be photographed well what kind of message is that sending whereas they can see that I know what it's like and also I can start breaking down those walls where people are so terrified of being photographed because they feel like they know me. You know, if anyone jumped on my website or my social media, there are videos, there are blogs, there's personal stuff, you know, my own story, my own struggles, all that sort of thing, which means that when people come into me, they say things like, you're that photographer that's about feeling good, right? Um, or they know this, the history of my brother and it's amazing. It means that you become instant friends essentially and you just you have that deeper connection right away like I don't have to work so hard to earn people's trust because I've already put out so much out there and so what's happening is that people read what I've written about how I photograph people and how I make them feel and they connect with that and so they come in for that reason but it's only because I'm not so worried about appearing professional you know I actually don't want to be professional in the sense that I don't want to feel clinical and cold you know everyone else is doing that I want to feel like me I want to feel like a big warm hug you know and that people can feel safe with me and yeah so vulnerability is tough as well like it's so easy to sit here and say oh yeah just write personal things but again it comes back to your ability to see your own worth Because if you think that you're nothing, why would you even bother to share your own personal stuff? Because you don't think anyone's going to be interested. But then it only takes a few times of being brave to realize that people connect so deeply with other people's stories because we've all been through the same things. We're all struggling with the same stuff. So to put yourself out there and say, hey, this is me, it does not make you look weak. It makes you look strong. 
and it makes you look real and authentic and vulnerable. And so then people trust you. People believe you. People can feel your sincerity and your warmth and your realness. And that's a massive, massive point of difference. Hardly anyone is doing this. And, you know, they say social media. Well, my mum's friend actually said this really cool thing once about the way that he views social media. And he said that he looks at it as if it's like a dinner party. And every now and then you'll stand up in the room and say something, right? And those people that are interested will listen. And then you'll sit down again and it'll be someone else's turn. And I love that so much because that's so true, right? When the way that we use social media for business, it needs to still be social. Like you wouldn't walk into a dinner party and just hand out your business cards to strangers and say, oh, hey, I've got a special on until the end of March, you know? You wouldn't do that, but people do. It's like, just because you have a Facebook page and you're constantly talking at people and trying to sell to them, that doesn't make you like vulnerable. It doesn't make you interesting. You're not adding value, but when you're sharing personal real stuff, you are adding value. That's your brand, that's your reputation. So I think the biggest thing with yeah, social media and vulnerability is that it has to go hand in hand. Using social media as a sales tool is like going into a party and yelling at people who are strangers, essentially. So yes, anyway, moving along. Number five, self-worth and money go hand in hand. Yeah, and you can see here how all of these points are so connected to each other. Number one, you know, where I talked about your ability to see your own worth and far out money is such a huge thing and you know when you start a business like when you have a job you just get paid a weekly or monthly or whatever and you think nothing of it where that comes from how much money had to be spent on expenses all that sort of thing and because you just get paid what you get paid you never think about it because you don't have to sit in front of your boss every week and ask say I am worth this much give me this much for this week's work but then when you're meeting strangers, you know, who require your services and you have to say, this is how much I cost. This is how much I charge. This is how much I am worth. Value me, essentially. If you really can't connect to believing that you are valuable and you are worthy and that you deserve to get paid that much money because that is how good you are and that is how much you have to offer and that your clients are lucky to be sitting in front of you and they are lucky to get your time and your effort and all of your experience. Like unless we can actually connect to that, we will not get paid. And then it's this cycle where you're looking at your bank account going, oh, no one will pay me. Obviously, it's because I'm not worth it. I'm charging too much. Look at what the competitors are charging, blah, 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 blah. And then we're going to be focused on lack. And so we're going to constantly see validation for that. However, when we start switching into focus, like I said, you know, starting to look at my... Actually, it was early this year, really early this year, and I had this really, like, quite transformational experience with a client who, like everyone else, was beautiful. They had no idea. Every single person is like this. Every single person. She came in, and she was nervous, and she's like, oh, you know, I've gained weight, and da-da-da-da, and she was freaking out. Even while she was getting her makeup done, she was nervous. 
and we were outside shooting and they were branding images for her business. And I had this moment where I, I was almost like an out of body experience where I sort of floated out of my body almost and was watching the scene from the outside. So I could see like a switch after she we'd been shooting for 10 minutes and I turned my camera around and showed her and her eyes like filled up with tears. And she was like, is that me? Oh my gosh. And and then this is what happens to everyone. She just kicked it up in terms of confidence. She relaxed. She looked really like powerful and almost like regal, you know? And it was because she just started to embody who she actually is. And all it took was for me to show her a version that everyone else can see, but that she couldn't see on her own. And I totally am just going off on a tangent now, of course, because now I'm thinking about all my clients and how awesome they are. <laughs> but that experience is what I use to then validate in my own mind my pricing, right? Because I don't need to justify it to anyone else. It's myself. I need to believe that that is how much I'm worth. And so remembering that experience and remembering how I could totally change the way that she felt about herself and seeing her walk off, like strut off, was amazing, you know? So it's like the, the people that we're trying to convince are not our clients, it's ourselves. It's that work that we have to do on ourselves, on ourselves to actually believe that we are worthy of getting paid and, and that we are talented and all of those good things. So number eight, dare to dream big. What I see quite often, and I definitely did this myself as well, are a lot of people that are content to have an average business, you know, and they say, it's almost like they say it proudly, like, oh, I don't want a lot of money. It's like, what's wrong with having a lot of money? What is wrong? You have more money, you have more opportunities to serve. You have more resources to give away to help people. You, it means that you have more time, you know, it means you can, you can have a whole team to outsource all of the other stuff so that you can be the very best version of yourself and you're not weighed down by all the other things that come with running a business. But money is amazing. You know, money is freedom and flexibility. And there is so much, like, I think there are, there are a lot of beliefs around money that it somehow makes you evil. And someone said that to me the other day, actually, that money is the root of all evil. I'm like, well, that's, a, that's another topic for another day. The way that I see it is that from my point of view, money means that I can outsource all the stuff so that I can be one-on-one -on -one with my clients and I'm rested and I'm healthy and I've been working out and I've meditated and I feel so good so that when I'm sitting there with them, all I see is them, that they are the center of my world because I'm not stressed out, worried about the eight shoots that I have to quickly edit after their shoot. I'm fully engaged, fully present, fully able and ready to serve, right? And so the dreaming big part, well, that doesn't have to be about money, but I feel like it needs to be about impact. That we've got to remember, and I'm skipping ahead now to my next point, number nine, which is that it's not about us. Our businesses are not about us. And if we're thinking they are, then all these other things are going to come into play. Okay, if you think your business is about you, then you are only going to allow what you deem, like at the level that you deem yourself worthy, right? But when you think, 
how many people could I impact? How many people could I help and inspire and motivate and show their beauty to? Then all of a sudden your vision becomes bigger and you start seeing new opportunities and ways that you can connect with people and and having bigger vision. Why would we settle for a business that pays the bills when you could have a business that changes the world? You know, none, no one amazing created that business by accident. You know, you've got to have this vision and this belief in yourself that you could do it. That all of us have the potential to be absolutely world-changing, epic, epic people. But not many of us ask for it. Not many of us hold that vision clearly in our minds. And you can hear it in the way that people talk about, you know, about money, about their business, about, oh yeah, yeah, it's going well, whatever. But it's like, where's that passion? Where's that fire? Where's that drive? And so when you, yeah, when you are thinking about how it's not about us, does that give you more passion and more motivation than when it's just about you? But at the end of the day, coming back to your why is so important because that is ultimately what's going to get you out of bed in the morning. And that's what is going to drive you through the really hard times and yeah, enable you to keep pushing and keep growing and keep investing in yourself in every respect. And for me, that it's not about me is the reason that I'm still going. Because if it was about me, I would have quit years ago. You know, when I finished photo school, I had a secondhand camera that I bought for $350 off the internet. Secondhand, that was it. I had that and a student loan. I had no experience in the real world. My only actual work experience was with people. So hospitality and mental health, but zero business background, zero confidence and zero belief in myself, none. And, but it's because of, you know, the reason why. My particular why is what has kept me going because my biggest fear is looking back at the end of my life and being filled with regrets. And so I would rather push and struggle and cry and grow and, you know, and all of that stuff in order to have this amazing impact. You know, that's my vision is to impact. And, you know, I'm, I'm willing to put that in. But it's only because it's not about me. Because it's easier. It's way easier to love other people than to love yourself. It really is. But at the end of the day, number 10, look at that segue. I'm so good. <laughs> number 10, in order to serve, I have to make myself number one. That is everything. A hundred percent. And it seems so backwards when I'm talking about serving. But there's that thing about, you know, serve from the overflow. Yes. So it is not selfish to look after yourself. It is selfish to be selfless, actually. Because in order to help other people, you have to do the same for yourself first. You have to be all of these things that we've talked about. Confident, self-assured, you have to feel valuable, you have to feel worthy, you have to feel significant and talented and that you have things to offer and you have to be able to acknowledge to yourself your strengths in order to, you know, lead with your, with your best foot. And 
So looking after yourself, it's not, um, yeah, it's not smart to spend all your time giving all your energy to other people. Because at the end of the day, what do you actually have left? For one, you'll burn out. I've been there multiple times, spending all my time doing all my work for other people. But what happens is that I haven't built myself up, right? And what happens? You get tired, you get anxious, you start doubting yourself, you start questioning your value. No one can see clearly when they are super burnt out and exhausted, you know, and especially when you have a business and part of that business is selling yourself. You need to be able to be as objective as possible. And I know for me, when I get tired, I get a bit hysterical and I lose complete perspective. So looking after myself means rest. For me, rest is so important because believe it or not, I'm actually mostly introverted. So when I'm around people, yeah, I can be loud and, you know, whatever, but I it actually takes a lot out of me. So I have to make sure that I'm replenishing. And I do that by being alone, being still, being quiet. And so I need time to rest and reflect and build up my energy. So if I was constantly filling up my time with people and things and nights out and clients, 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 those clients that I do have, I would show up and I'd be one third myself. I'd be tired, I'd be cranky. I wouldn't be inspired, therefore I wouldn't be as connected to that person. And the thing with my with my work is actually that it's very intuitive, that every single person requires a different approach and different things, and I need to be as in tune with my clients as possible, and I can only do that when I've taken the time to look after myself first. So yes. All right, friends, I hope that has been useful for you, and I'd love to hear your experiences. I'm sure, like, that you guys can relate to this stuff. And I'd love to hear more from you. So please let me know and have an awesome week guys. And I will catch up with you next week. Bye.